This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Bruch and welcome everyone. We're continuing in uh, Daf Shavua. We're learning Mesachas Ksubais, Daf Chaf Chesam and Aleph. The Mishnah on the bottom of Chav Zayin told us the story of Zechariah ben Haketzev, who during a time of siege, he swore that he was on top of his wife the whole time. He did not let her out of sight. And still they did not believe him. On Sunday morning we did Rabbi Kivegar's Kasha, that by a suffix, we rely on Bari Ubari. So why can we rely on Bari over here? So we brought the answer to Chassam Soifer that by Shvuya, we treat it like a Vadai. The Gemara, adds, the Gemara says, Tana, even so, they designated for her a house in his chatzar. Basically, they didn't make them separate. They allowed them to stay together in the same chatzar. When she went out, she went out in front of all of her children. What does that mean, she went out in front of all of her children? Meaning, they didn't want them to be b'yichud. So therefore, when she left the chatzar, she left first and then her kids left, so that the husband and wife should not be secluded. When she entered, she entered last. Can someone who divorces a woman, a koyen who divorces his wife, can she live with him in the same chatzar? Meaning, are we afraid that because they were married and they were intimate with each other, so therefore they may easily revert back to that? Or are we not concerned for that? So, are we lenient by Shvuya? Are we lenient and we say by Shvuya, where it's only a chashash that she was violated, so therefore they could be together, but by Grusha, which is Nisra not? Or maybe there's no difference. Tashma coming here. The Tani we learned in the Bryce. Hamagarsha says, if someone divorces his wife, she can't get married to someone and live in the same neighborhood because she recognizes his insinuations, he, she recognizes his gestures, and they might come to sin. But if the husband was a Kayain, even if she did not remarry. She cannot live in the same alleyway because they might live together and a kain is asr begrusha. But Yisrael, so, so long as they did not, um, as she did not marry, they could live together in the same shechuna. What if it's a small village? This, this story happened. Ba'amru, and they said, Kfar Kata Nidain Kishkuna. A small village is judged like a neighborhood. Even though it might be bigger than a, a Shkuna. Nevertheless, a Kfar Katan um, a Kfar Katan is not considered any different than a neighborhood. So now the question is okay, they can stay together in the same neighborhood. Who has to move, the man or the woman? So says the Gemara, Who has to move, move from before whom? So Tashma, come in here. 
the Tanya we learned in Abraisa, he nidchas mipanav, she is pushed away from before him. Ve'einhu nidcha mipaneha, and he is not pushed away from before her. Meaning, she has to move. He does not have to move. Isn't that interesting? She she's the one who has to move, but not uh, him. But if she owned the chatzar, who paneha? He has to move. What if they What if they both owned it? Mahu, tashma he nidchas befanav. She has to move from before him. But Mayaskino, what's that talking about? If it's talking about his courtyard, pshita, it's obvious that he uh, she has to move. If it's her courtyard, but we learned if it's her courtyard, he has to move. So what's it talking about? If it's his courtyard, of course she has to move. If it's hers, he has to move. Maybe, it must be, it's talking about where they both own it. And it's saying that she has to move. Maybe it's talking about where they're renting. So if they're renting then maybe that's when she has to move. But let's say they both own it. Maybe uh, sh- her standing is stronger and he has to move. So my Havela, what's the Lamaisa if they both own it? Tashma, the Pasa, we're going to bring a ride from a Pasa, a Pasa Nishayahu. Namely, Hine Hashem metaltolach totolach gavar. God will displace you, the displacement of a man. V'yamar rav, tiltulei degavra kashen mid'itzah. Moving for a man is more difficult than moving for a woman. You know, that's a very big chiddush. You would say that who is it more difficult to move for? A husband, uh, the man or the woman? The woman, the woman's more attached to her house. No, it's harder for the man to move. It's just harder for a man to be displaced. A man has his shul, he has his... Chabura, a woman is in in her house, so whether her house is here or there, it's still her domain. But there's a concept that it's more difficult for a man to move, that's why we displace her. Tanra Banan. The rabbis taught, Lava Heimena Benechsei Aviha. If he borrowed from her possessions that she brought in, from her Nechsei Milug that she brought into the marriage, we're talking about a Koyen who divorced his wife. She can only collect through an intermediary, but not directly. We're afraid that interaction may lead to sin. If they go into a court case before us, and they have they have a, they are adjudicating before us in din, we do not hear the case. We're afraid. That interaction will lead to impropriety. Rav Papa Abar, not only that, Shemutei Mishamtinan, we already put them in Cherem if they merely come before us in a court case. Rav Huna Bredi Rishomar, Negudei Nami Menagdinan, we already, we already give them Malkus. Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said, Tana Ba'avel Rabasi, we learn in one of the Masechta Ketanois, which is known as Masechta Smachais, which the first Mishnah is Hagoises, is like a Chay Lechol Dvarav. We learned in Avel Rabasi, Bamed Dvarma Murim, 
When was the speaking Shenes Garsham in Hanasuin? This is only talking about if they were divorced. When are we worried there's going to be impropriety? That's if they were divorced from Nasuin because they were intimate with each other. Avakishnas Garsham and Erisin. But if they were divorced from Erisin, Nefrasai de Asma, she could pay up on her own without an intermediary. She'ain Liboy Gasba because they are not familiar with each other. Says Gemara, the Asula There was an Aros and an Arusa, an engaged couple who did Arasin, who came before Rava. Yasuf Rav Adabar Masna Kame. Rav Adabar Masna was sitting in front of them. Uki Rava Shlucha Bentayu. Rava appointed a Shliach in between them to deal with each other. Now, this is unusual because they, were, they, were, they did not do Nesuin. And Rav Nachman cited Mesech the Smacha. He said it's only if it's Nesgar Shem and Nesuin. Amar Lei Rav Adabar Masna, Rav Adabar Masna asked, Amar Rav Nachman, Tanabav Rabasi, that you don't have to make an intermediary if it's from Erisin. Amar Lei, so Rav said, no, here you do have to. Why? We see they're too uh, comfortable with each other. So even though they, it's not Menhanesuin, but he, Rav noticed that they were very comfortable with each other and they might come to impropriety. Ike Amri, another version of the story, Rava did not appoint a shliach between them. The master should appoint, put a shliach between them. I Amar Leiva Amar of Nachman. Rav Nachman said, "Tana ba'avil Rabasi that." Meaning, Rav Adar Bar Masna said, "Appoint a shliach." So Gemara asked, "Why?" But Rav Nachman said, "It." We learned to Masech the Smachos that you don't have to appoint a shliach by an aros and an arusa. So the Gemara says, "Amar Leiva Hanimili Hechadulei Gaisi Bahadadi." That's if they're not. Familiar with each other. But these we see, they are familiar with each other, and therefore we have to appoint an intermediary. Because, in other words, in this Lashain, Rava did not appoint a Shliach, and Rav Adabar Masna challenged him. And the Gemara asks, why would he challenge him? But you don't have to appoint the shliach by an aras va'arus. And the Gemara says the reason he challenged him is because in fact they were very frequent, they were comfortable with each other. Okay, now we just learned in the previous Mishnah that there are certain types of edus that we could rely on psulim regarding a shvuya, we could rely on an eved, we could rely on a shifcha, so now the mission is going to teach us other situations where somebody could testify about something that they saw when they were technically, halachically not a valid witness. Says the Holy Mishnah, The following are believed to testify when they are older, when they're a gadol, what they saw when they were a katan. Neman Adam Laimar person is believed to say, This is dad's signature. And you could be Mekai Meshtar based on his say-so, even though the father died when he was a Katan. V'zek shal Rabbi. This is a signature of my Rabbi. V'zek shal Achi. This is a signature of my brother. 
Zachar Hayisi Bplainis. I remember about a certain woman, Shiyatsa Bihinuma. She went out with a veil. And Varaisha Pro with her hair unbraided, which indicates that she's a Basula and she should get a Ksuba of 200. Vishahaisa. And so-and-so and my classmate would go out during recess to be toivo in the mikvah to eat shuma. That indicates that he's a koyin. Again, he's not, a, he's not an eved because he's in the yeshiva. Or he used to collect shuma with us by the silo. And in this area, a kever was ground up so that which is uh, normally in an area where a kever is ground up, we say it's tamei midrabanan. V'yad kan hayinu ban b'shabbos, and until here we used to come on Shabbos. Avol ein adam neman loymer derech hayal leplani b'makamazeh. But a person's not believed to say plani had a road in this place. He had rites of passage in this place. Ploini had a right to station himself there, to eulogize the dead when on their way to the Beis HaKfaris. Because a person is not believed to, to testify about someone else's monetary claim. You could say, testify about all the above situations in the Mishnah, but you can't say Ploini had a right to walk through this property. Because you're testifying about his monetary right. Monetary rights require real testimony, real edos. Or you're not believed to say that someone had the right to be able to hold eulogies in a certain area. Because basically you're saying that the owner of the property does not own it totally. This so-and-so has the right to perform certain tasks on the other person's property. So that requires real edos because that's a monetary situation. Okay. Now, in some of these cases, you're testifying on your own. Let's say, to testify about Ploini, that he was used to eat truma. However, in some of these cases, you need to have a gadol with you. Amar of Huna Braid Rabbi Shua, Vuhu Sheyesh Gadol Imai. Provided that a gadol is testifying with him. Toysa says this is not going on the case of Chuma, because Chuma, it's enough to have an Eid Echad, because we're not Mala mit Chuma Draban Because we're talking here about Chuma Draban, because Chuma Dairaisa, you're not believed even if Yesh Gadol Imai, because Mala mit Chuma So therefore, we're talking about. Um, regular Chuma Drabana, you don't, you only need, uh, Eid Echad. So we're not talking about the case of Chuma. Now. Yeah, right, correct. Straight up. Where did we have Mesiach Lefi Tumai? At the end of the. With the, with the, with the boy saying that he. By Shvuya, we by Shvuya we could use Mesiach Lefi Tumai. Yeah. Okay. Battery. Battery.
So, um, Tosis learns that we're not talking about the case of Truma to have a Gadol with you, because that it's enough to have one aid. Now, the Gemara wants to know, why do I need to, te- to say that a person's believed to testify both about the signature of the father, the Rebbe, and the brother? Utsrich, I need all these cases. Diashminan Aviv, if we would just say the case of a father, Misham Deshriach Gabe, because the father, because you're frequent with the father, so you recognize it very well. Avo Rabbi, but your Rebbe, you don't spend as much time with the Rebbe. Viashmina Rabbi, and if the Mishnah would say you believed about your Rebbe, Mishum de Isle aims the Rabbi. You have the fear of the Rebbe, and therefore maybe you would remember more, it left a deeper impression on you. Aval Avivla, you don't fear the Father the same way, so maybe you're not uh, Neman on it. Or perhaps a different way of understanding is not that the fear of the Rebbe will make you remember it but rather the fear of the Rebbe will make it that you wouldn't lie about the Rebbe's signature. You'd be afraid to lie about your Rabbi's signature. But the father's signature, maybe you wouldn't be afraid to lie. V'yashvin and Hanitarti, if you would teach these two cases, Aviv deshchiach gabe, maybe you're only believed that a father who you're frequent with, v'rabbi de or a Rebbe that you fear, avol achiv, your brother de lesle, that you don't have any of these factors, lie. Um, you don't have either factor. So teaches me since being Mekai Meshtar is rabbinic, himnu rabbanon bedrabbanon. The rabbis believed you by a dindrabbanon that you are believed. Now, the mission says that you're you're able to testify about a woman that she went to her chasana with a veil, and her hair was unbraided, which is typically the way a besula goes, which means you're going to be neman to allow her to collect the ksuba of 200. How could that be? We know later on in the Mishnah, the Mishnah says that any monetary um, subjects, a person is, they're not believed on their own. The child is not believed. Um, so isn't this monetary? So the Gemara says, well, it's because you have a roiv. My taima, kivan de roiv nashim basula is nisla is gilim milsava amahu. Since most women get married as a basula, it's only, uh, all, all they're doing is being megala milsa that she indeed was a basula. But you don't need regular edus, and therefore, uh, you're believed to say, that during your katnos you saw that this woman left Bihinuma Varaisha Parua. Okay, let's hold it over here. And Bez Hashem tomorrow will uh, finish the parak Chav Chesam Bez. And uh, next week, lo and behold, we start uh, one of the most lamdash of Prakim and Shas Elonaris. Okay, thanks everybody. Have a wonderful night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.